0: Let's see how aggressively I can open this beer. Ah, that that sucked. All right, never mind. For those who didn't get to
1: witness the majestical failure that that was, it was horrible. I opened it with
0: a butter knife, though, so it's still cool.
1: Yeah, so about that. So I came across this, like, old abandoned uh, bottle opener at my house. And I'm like, I'll just bring it to Cleet's house. So I get here, I'm like, Cleet, I got some beers and I got a bottle opener. And the first thing he says, I'm not using that.
0: Yeah. Like
1: he's above using a bottle opener.
0: No, I'm below it. It's the opposite. Oh, I see. It's a, it's a Southern Cletus sort of a thing. We <laughs> so don't you... use those fancy bottle openers and them science So then books. he went
1: he went around his house trying to find the most blunt object. He tried nail clippers, the back of a television remote. Yeah. What else did you I mean, I think you, you know, almost used a Cholula bottle. I tried to but...
0: use my pinky.
1: Yeah, that would have been interesting. But uh, I'm going to show you how a bottle opener works, Clay. It's really cool just look how easy that was
0: how was the beer it's good dragon milk that's actually a really cool dragon's
1: one. milk so i was so impressed with last week's beer because we got that uh that stout i love stouts and so i'm like oh shit i'll just get this one but funny story i went to the liquor store every time i go to get our beer for the week yeah i i look at this one i pick up a bottle i look at it I'm like ah. okay i put it back so i'm like i'm gonna buy it i'm finally gonna buy it nice so, I didn't realize until I got home that it wasn't 11% beer, so it's going to hit like a truck.
0: You know what? My uh, brother just told me he found my brewing supplies in his basement that I uh, stashed away like six years ago. I'm going to go pick it up Sunday, so maybe we'll have to brew a batch of beer.
1: Hell yeah. I got a beer brewing kit for my birthday, too.
0: Five-gallon batches? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: We're just going to be brewing beers left and right. Probably not going to, you know, come of anything, but...
0: Just bring it over here. We'll do 10-gallon batches.
1: 10-gallon <laughs> <laughs> batch of beer? I'm down. I'm not even kidding. Dude,
0: I got some, like, legit stuff. Anyways, we'll do. We'll you talk about the, it off air. We've got
1: the whole side garage. We could just turn into a beer factory.
0: Yeah. And I have this, like, giant, like, propane heater for just specifically 5-gallon uh, batches of water. We can could, bring it to, like, a boil within, like, 20 minutes. We
1: could call it Cletus Wonk. <laughs> Clet Wonk his beer factory.
0: Clet Wonks his beer factory?
1: <laughs> he, he wonks it. No, like Willy Wonka, but Cleet Wonka.
0: Oh, I thought you just said Wonks.
1: No, Cleat Wonka's Beer Factory. What does it mean when you wonk Anyway, it was, a, it was a fucked up joke. I don't know. Cleat, like what does if, it
0: mean? I don't know. I guess we're
1: going put to Put it Urban in the Dictionary. comments. Put it
0: in the comments.
1: Uh, yeah, put it in the comments. I don't know what it means to wonk something. Uh, but first and foremost, uh, folks, we are so sorry about the shoddy release schedule. Last week was my son's first birthday. So I have a fucking one-year-old, Cleat bizarre it's been a whole year and he he's mobile now he's doing all that stuff we got him a, like a little remote control car that he can ride in that he rode into his birthday That's it was so the cute. best thing ever um but we get to watch my son grow up and our podcast grow up it's great everyone's turning one this year it's awesome i think you turn like 41 this year
0: yeah i don't know when uh when you're closer to the grave
1: one year closer so i actually had uh i had a good old Uh, revelation this week i came across something that's kind of interesting go on so uh you're you're familiar with doordash right yeah so you know doordash grubhub uber eats all that fun stuff the the awesome uh invention of having fast food delivered to your front door because we're all lazy but uh you know my wife cooks all the time she's an amazing cook hence my weight but uh anyway so fat he's fat, fat people super fat um but so we were driving home one day it was getting kind of late We're like you know we don't want to cook so we'll just hop on got some five guys burgers and fries set up gonna you know, deliver to us and we put the order in and when we're just about home her phone goes off and it says go ahead and put another order from 7-eleven free of charge add it to your order we're like oh that's kind of cool now in our area i don't know if anyone who's listening 7-elevens in our area are kind of more convenience stores now there's only one or two that are actual gas stations yeah they got rid
0: of all the gas pumps around here
1: there's one by my house that still does gas but usually it's just a convenience store so we were going back and forth like hey do you do you want something no i'm okay and so she knows she puts the phone down we didn't end up ordering anything but then i got this crazy idea like "Huh, i'm curious so i'm like hey you know i wonder if 7-eleven and doordash if they could deliver condoms (laughs)
0: right oh yeah
1: so i'm thinking that i'm like okay so my wife gets like her eyes go big she's like oh so she picks up her phone and she's going through she types it in sure as shit DoorDash will deliver condoms
0: from 7-eleven so what combination of the most embarrassing things could you have a DoorDash pick up like condoms cigarettes uh (laughs) you, you went right to my
1: my next segment here is so we were kind of thinking about it like well do we do it just as a joke and obviously, we didn't, but then we were talking like what was the most like weird order you can send him in? I was like, "Hey, go to Taco Bell, give me a bunch of chalupas, then go into go into the seven eleven get <laughs> me six packs of condoms some, some some duct tape and a shovel, some duct tape uh some glue, and then a s a, a smoothie. Give me all of it like what was the most Because then he just knows he goes in and he you know, buys six packs of condoms, and the guy's like Oh, it's for the delivery guy. Sure it is. Sure it is. By
0: 20 packs of condoms. <laughs>
1: so I was thinking, like, there's no way. And so, look, I mean, the fact that condoms being delivered, it's not the revelation because, you know, we have Amazon. You can get all that there. But the fact that DoorDash can now deliver condoms. So if you're hungry and horny... DoorDash can get it all taken care of in the same night.
0: So if you're drunk, but have the foresight of needing protective sex, (laughs) you can have a solution in a short 40 to 45 minutes.
1: Exactly. And you can order some food to kind of soak up the alcohol. So if you want a big old breakfast burrito at 1 a.m. with some condoms, dude, same place. You're good. 40 to 45 minutes. Neato. So I may be behind that. Maybe people already know that, but I did not. So you can get condoms on DoorDash. So there you go. Something I learned last week but uh <laughs> just where my brain goes but uh Cleet, what are we talking about today what are we talking about
0: we're just going to be doing some short stories off the internet i'm specifically going to be covering 411 stuff and uh what will you be doing britain uh some
1: stuff i'm not going to tell you because they're pretty they're pretty intense they jump all over the place i've got one that's uh uh it's pretty tough to read <laughs> and then uh One that's pretty intense. and that Yeah, the two that are pretty intense. But I've got some short stories. But is there really any better place to get short stories than the internet? Nope. There's everything on there. The internet never lies, and it's got all the best stories there is.
0: Especially Reddit.
1: Especially Reddit. We like our Reddit. Reddit is good.
0: All right. David Plyades was the first, like, uh, he's like an investigator, an ex-cop, who started investigating disappearances in the wilderness. Um, We're not going to get into too deep into the roots of this, but a couple commonalities that he finds is strange disappearances happen close to bodies of water or in boulder fields. Oh. Kind of weird, right? I know we've
1: covered a little bit of some Polite stuff before, but uh, how cool would it be to have him on the show?
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's actually on a lot of podcasts.
1: David polites that's for you, buddy.
0: We're waiting. All Meet right. Enter so,
1: the at gmail.com. Please, now. <laughs> but wait, there's more.
0: This is Sham... Fucking wow, that beer is good.
1: <laughs> sure some Sham Wow's. I wonder if DoorDash does Sham Wow's too.
0: All right, so let's jump into the first story. So this disappearance is in regards of a child named Roman Griffin. He's 2 years old when this happened.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: Yeah. Let's jump into it. On October 9th, 2010, 2-year-old Roman Griffin was in the back seat of a car with his two older siblings and his father was driving. And they were going to a big family party. At Rowan's grandparents' house, their grandparents lived in Richmond, New Hampshire, which is in a pretty rural part of New Hampshire.
1: Is that where all the rich people live? Richmond,
0: uh-huh. Portland. Okay. What if they like named a city Poor, poor Town land. or something <laughs> like that? So where do you live, buddy? Uh, one, two,
1: three J Street in Poor Town. What's what well, that? A,
0: that's a little on the
1: new. <laughs> Declared bankruptcy like six times in my life. I live in Poor Town.
0: So, again, this is a really rural place. The woods are everywhere. I mean, th- this house is deep in the woods. And what their grandparents did, which is actually pretty cool, is in their backyard they basically just cleared out a bunch of the trees and they like created this kick-ass place to have like uh, barbecues all the time in the summer.
1: Sounds pretty great to me. So they, they
0: invite their friends, their family, and they love to have these giant hoedowns in, in uh, New Hampshire. Nothing
1: like a giant hoedown.
0: Or a hootenanny. So this home is a single-story place. And uh, they're, the driveway on it is like super huge, apparently. I don't know. It's like a quarter of a mile.
1: It's compensation. And,
0: anyways, they're driving up there, and they can already see like this place is freaking roaring, right? Because they can see like there's cars parked out on the street. There's a bunch of cars in the driveway. And like, ooh, like his dad's like, this is going to be awesome. This is right? the place to liquor be. Liquor everywhere. So- Wait, they, liquor where? Everywhere. Anyways, they they pull up, and they just see a sea of people, you know, a bunch of- parents and kids a people see yeah people see and uh yeah you know they, they get out of the car all the kids go run with their cousins to go play i mean you remember that when you were oh, a kid yeah. you're just like
1: yeah my other cousins let's go run you and could you could not get out of the car quick enough Like, let me out of this fucking car And it was always, like, child-proofed And so you're just, like, smashing the window Why did you lock this? Why can't I roll down my window? (laughs) Then your parents get out, like, nonchalantly As slow as they fucking can And the kids are already having fun You're missing out on everything it's a way
0: you gotta get back at your kids You just gotta be really... You're like passive-aggressively being mean to him.
1: You just take, you're like, you get out and you stretch a little bit. Ugh. And you like wave to the kids. Hey, it looks like you're having so much fun. Hey, wow, Billy here, look at those wait. kids. Billy here can't wait to get out of the car. Oh, wait, hang on, hang on. I'm going to go and get a cupcake real quick, Billy. I'll be right back. Oh my God, that's so something I
0: would do. Man, I love eating desserts first
1: i forgot about you the kids are all in there taking a nap i'm sorry dude i
0: feel like a rite of passage as a kid is the first time you go to a buffet and like the parents always go don't go to the desserts first and you're like fuck it's like
1: oh yeah sure it's like i
0: wasn't gonna hit there shut up
1: <laughs> yeah i wasn't even looking over at that chocolate fountain with those those bits of cake
0: so they get out of the car and they go there right so the next couple of hours the kids are just running around screaming kicking each other i don't know what kids do At some point, the adults recall that Roran was just kind of following the the, the cat, the grandparent's cat. Uh, He loved cats when he was two. He was just, like, obsessed. You know, I've seen this. You know, sometimes uh, people that come over to my house that have Mm -hmm. kids, like, you can tell when, like, someone's two or three, like, they're fascinated by other animals, So whether it's a dog or a cat.
1: There's one thing wrong with that story. There's nobody and their kids coming to your house, Cleet. (laughs) I'm sorry, but I'm calling bullshit. I mean, it's a nice relation there, but uh, I, I don't you. believe that. <laughs> Anyways,
0: this um, this the, Roran is just following the cat around the backyard, and the cat, you know, doesn't really like kids, so it's like running away, and he just like keeps following him around. And uh, at one point, Roran walks into the woods and breaks eyesight of the party, right? And uh, you know witnesses say at the party that it was like a mob mentality where like everyone kind of sees it but everyone assumes that it's under control so they don't really investigate it you know what i'm talking about yeah they just kind of let it pass and time passes for a while and then mr griffin you know his dad peter Pe- <laughs> i kept thinking about the whole thing uh, eh. anyways he realizes that roran isn't anywhere to be found and So he goes to the kids, and he's like, hey, have you seen Roran? And he's like, oh, well, we saw him like playing with a cat, and they point in a general vicinity, right? And uh, so he's still looking around. He asks the adults. He's like, well, have you seen uh, Roran? And have you seen Rowan? Rowan's one of my nephews. Um, And they're like, yeah, we saw him playing with that cat. Like, he went over there. And he's just looking, and, like, he just gets this pit in his stomach. Like, something isn't right. Yeah. And, like, he just goes to the party, and, like, I don't know, like... It reminds me of the the scene like in a movie where they just cut the music and he's like, Roran is gone. We need to find him." Like so I am panicked, so they all start searching for him, and they're they're walking down the driveway, they're they're walking down the street, and then eventually they're just like, "He's not here." They look in the house. Like, I mean, how would you feel at that point, being a parent,
1: Britton? No, I don't like to think about it. Yeah, like. See the thing is is when we were having kids you always have the parents are like oh you're you're never going to not worry again i'm like oh it's going to be fine it's so fucking true man like we have that the baby monitor that like literally make monitors his breathing and everything and like sometimes you'll wake up and you just had a dream that like it shut off and you're like <laughs> and you're panicking not knowing what to do you're it's a constant state of worry with kids yeah constant
0: so mr griffin being you know panicking worried immediately just calls 911 he has no idea how long he's been gone but he's like no we're not taking any chances let's get the cops in here we're gonna find this kid and uh they they launch this huge search all the locals like because you know it's a party everyone around there like knows people in that little town they call all their friends and they're like we're gonna find this freaking kid and they just start scouring the woods i mean they got four wheelers are just driving around and they search for the entire day until the sun goes down and they still don't find the kid oh God. yeah there's no indication of where he went but they assume he went into the woods right are, i mean it's a safe assumption are they
1: sure that he didn't just go down this extremely long driveway
0: <laughs> he's like a uh, halfway down <laughs> it's <laughs> about 30 minutes down the driveway
1: how long is your fucking driveway <laughs> sir
0: cops are still showing up <laughs> they have to postpone the search so again imagine you're a parent your kid goes missing the sun goes down, and you gotta wait till sun up to go look for him. Yeah, that's crazy. You're not
1: you're not sleeping. Yeah, you're like, not sleeping. I, like I'd be the guy that's I'm like, give me all the flashlights that you have. I'm still gonna look. Like if my son is missing, that's I don't I'm not sleeping. I'm, I'm gonna find him. Yeah, that's horrible.
0: So very early the next morning, I'm, I I would like to imagine right when the sun started to break, um, they start looking for him again. And there's this one particular group that goes like, hey. You know, this place is being scoured like crazy, like really close in their area, and we haven't found them. So we're going to go really deep in the woods, and they go three miles out looking for this kid, and they end up in a swamp. And as the searchers would say, they're, they're walking on what seems like dry ground, but it's not really like their their feet sink into it. It's like very wet and deep, and they're going like, like two to three feet into the water, and they're just sludging around in the swamp just like looking for this kid. And so
1: this is like the i <clears throat> this is like the prime location that a kid would go missing. Like, you I wouldn't expect it because you'd get stuck in the mud and like he'd be dead. Like huh? I'm sorry that that's a swamp is like the place people would go missing.
0: Yeah, they're just walking through there and at some point um, they get to a clearing and they see like on a log what looks like a pair of tiny children's shoes that would fit Roarin's. So the moment I, I read this, I was like, oh god, no, 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 no shoes. Like he's dead, right? He's dead. Um, So they they, they get to the log and they do confirm, like, these are Rowan's Shoes, right? And they're like, okay, so he must have been here pretty recently. Because if you're out in the woods, like, you're not going to, if you lose your shoes, even if you're an adult, you're not going to get too far, right? And he's two. Um, They start to yell his name. They're like, they're like, Rowan, Rowan. And then, you know, they stop and they're, they're listening. And then all of a sudden they hear him say, here. So they hear him. They hear his voice. What the hell? Yeah. So they start to run towards like where his voice was, right? And they get past this like huge bush, and they they uh, they look past it and they see where R- Rowan is. He's in the right mi- he's in this middle of this like uh, island that's surrounded by water. Holy shit! And like in the middle of this island is just a tree, and he's just like clinging onto this tree. Yeah. Okay?
1: I didn't expect that they'd find him, like <laughs> when you started talking about this. Yeah.
0: yeah. So immediately the the re- the the searchers jump into this water and they just start walking over it to to them. And they describe it like the water gets up to like a little bit past, uh, their waist under their shoulders. So like, this is deep water. So that
1: would have like consumed the kid completely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, These two and this water is going up four feet. Right. So they get to this Island and what's odd about it is Rowan is dry. Like he's not soaked. What the shit. Right. So that's, that's bizarre and you know they obviously like you'd have some questions at that point but they were just so ecstatic that they found the kid they pick him up and they like they make sure he doesn't get into the water for some reason but they kind of just take him back to land they take him back to his family and they're all extremely happy the searchers the police very happy
1: it's not the fucking kid it's like some changeling thing
0: (laughs) but after this celebration you know questions start to like come out like, well, how'd he get there?
1: Like He rode the fucking and, cat across the water. And that's why he's
0: dry. It's like there's two variables, right? How did he walk three miles into the woods? And how did he get to this island without getting wet?
1: I hope David Polites has the answers.
0: They, they start asking him questions like, how did you get out that far? And how'd you get on that island? And Rowan is...
1: He's two. I imagine you're not going to get the best answers.
0: Well, he doesn't say anything, but eventually he starts to open up a little bit. But the story is
1: bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I said, it's coming from a two-year-old.
0: So his story is that there were cows out there, like a ton of cows. And he said that he was very scared of the cows and that he went to this island because he wanted to get away from the cows.
1: They were demon cows, mama.
0: So the strange thing is, is there's not really cows in that area. In that swamp or like anywhere like there's no cows there
1: it was a wendigo bro
0: yeah so the people were like well he obviously didn't see cows so like was he just like hallucinating or was he like mislabeling another animal but like what other animals do you see outside that like
1: looks like a cow
0: and like multiple of them like (laughs) like i I imagine seeing a lot of cows yeah that makes sense right it's like a rancher place
1: maybe he saw a bunch of cats and that's how he says cat is cow
0: i mean a bunch of cats though and why it's would he be more afraid of cats? Than a lot of cows. But what the people would say is whenever you would talk about the cows, like he seemed really scare, scared. Like like it really scared the heck out of him. And he I don't know, he just get frightened and shut down.
1: I have yet to see a cow in my life that literally terrifies me. Like a bull maybe. Those yeah. things are fucking big, but a cow?
0: Yeah. And they never found any more information on that. So it's just, it's really strange. Like A, how'd he get to the island? B, how did he get, like, three miles out? And see who the hell were those cows?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and why is he dry?
0: Um, another thing that kind of fits into this, I guess it's in, like, a special place where disappearances actually do happen a lot. And the place is, it's called the Southern Vermont Triangle. And people go missing there all the time. So What's
1: up with triangles and people getting lost? I don't know. But Bermuda. It's, it's weird, dude. Triangles are sketchy-ass I just, shapes. I
0: don't know how a two-year-old could walk three miles in the goddamn woods.
1: And they don't know either. But a, according to him, he was running from some shady-ass cows because I have yet to see it, a cow that scares me.
0: Why'd you go so far? Because it kept saying for me to move.
1: <laughs> move, bitch.
0: Get out the way. <laughs>
1: oh, that it? Yeah, that's it. Nice. All right. Cool. Well, uh, that was a good one. That was a good one. So I'm going to change the tone a little bit. So I'm, I'm going to say here, right? I'm just going to say on this one. I I can't confirm this is 100% real because i've seen some articles online that are debating if it's real or not some people are saying it is real but either way this is a different kind of horror because it's it's gonna hit you in your manhood Clete.
0: was it the chappy ass clown of Townville? no it's
1: oh, not a chappy
0: ass a clown. poor town
1: so this takes place in clarkston michigan okay now quit reading the screen you gotta look away i'm not reading your well, screen keep looking over here you can't read it I'm not going to ruin nothing. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, you and I have talked about, Cleet, when you have a lot of alcohol, would you say that the decisions you make after are good?
0: Like women get prettier? Yeah, Yeah, I they do get prettier.
1: No, but like decisions. Like, you know, we talked about the Darwin Awards when the guy did the handstand on the railing. It's not a good idea.
0: I wouldn't do that, but I'd probably shoot a pile of dynamite from 100 yards away. Well, I away. think
1: you do that sober, Cleet. That's not in discussion here. So this story... <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. This story contains uh, a lot of alcohol, a man, and a helium tank.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, boy. I'm so excited for this one. What happened? Was he trying to make his farts lighter? No.
1: (laughs) No, he was not. Okay, so.
0: (laughs) Were you trying to make a butt flamethrower? I'm trying to figure out how to start this fucking
1: thing because this is just so out there. Uh, Okay, so. You're you're close, but you're not quite there. Okay, uh, so what had happened is is uh, this man who is unnamed, so that's partially why it's probably not correct uh, or real. Uh, so this man is at a party, and it's it's a 21st party. So someone turned 21. He didn't because apparently he was uh, the ripe age of 34. So they're at a party. They're having a lot of alcohol. Things are just bumping. Right. Someone's 21. You just have as much. Yeah, so much. yeah probably a lot of guys in the corner with tank tops flexing their muscles, doing keg stands the whole nine yards, right? The party that you want to go to. So this guy this gentleman goes out to the garage and he discovers a canister of helium that had supposedly been used to blow up the balloons for the party (laughs) Oh, so he decides in his alcohol ridden mind that it would be a great idea to inflate his testicles The hell? (laughs) So I mean, like it's about a, balloon it, testicles. It's about an inch and a half away from your your butt joke. Uh, yeah, he's gonna like inflate a balloon testicle. He's gonna inflate his testicles, right? So how does one do that? He's and why?
0: Get a pen. You stab you in the balls. No, and you just
1: no, fill it up with no, the balloon. I mean, sauce. There's, there's a stabbing, but not of that nature. So in their intoxicated state, right? The friends see nothing wrong with this they're like yeah absolutely this sounds like a hilarious idea yeah cleat go inflate your testicles with helium That's that's great it's awesome
0: it's good friends
1: right good friends so they're encouraging him now so he brings the helium tank inside and you know in hindsight it's a terrible idea uh one of the friends is like yeah you know, you know sober we would have not allowed him to do it but in drunk it was it was great it was the best idea ever so they brought the helium tank in and all the people are now watching right so he puts the helium tank on the man pulls down his pants <laughs> and his underwear, lets his skin flute out, and uh, grabs the hose of the helium canister and shoves it the tip of his penis. Oh. Yeah.
0: That would hurt.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, at this point in time, I'm like, I'm crossing my legs. Like, my butt's puckering a little bit. and like, that doesn't sound good. So he, yeah, so he, he puts the uh, hose into the uh, tip of his hose. And uh, he docked it yeah he docked it it's like red vining (laughs) he wasn't and so at first they're not like okay part one's done so now the only thing to do now is to actually inflate the the friends are all shocked they're like i can't believe he did that but obviously that's not where the story ends so he
0: turns the machine on right did he fly away britain (laughs) no he he, he flew away to the afterlife this
1: this isn't disney they don't houses don't fly away with balloons buddy uh, so, the friends are like, "Hey, we were shocked when his penis actually started to inflate, so they all start dropping on the floor, laughing because now he's pumping helium in through his uh you know through his penis, and uh the victim wasn't laughing because now the nozzle uh, i guess gets embedded into his his penis, so he can't pull it out right it's stuck it's it's in there it's in his uh in his pecker.
0: It's like an, an adult episode of the Twilight Zone. <laughs>
1: right. Did you ever watch that show, uh, Horrible Ways to Die? What was it called?
0: Thousand Ways to Die. Thousand Ways, Ways
1: to Die. That's it. He tried to shut off the helium valve, but it slipped off the table. So he can't pull it out of his schlong. The the canister falls off the table, and his pecker
0: is just inflating. It looked like a balloon animal.
1: Yeah. His member now looks like a well, Macy...
0: Was he going to, like, fold it up into a dog?
1: Yeah, he's trying to make, like, a a Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade float or something. (laughs) So he I don't know if he was trying to do, like, a balloon animal, like, make a penis out of his penis. Yeah. I don't get it. So it just kept getting bigger, right? And the friends are just laughing because they're all drunk. They're probably 50 (sighs) shots deep at this point. 50 shots deep. So the man's uh, member just consistently inflates. And so he's trying to pull the nozzle free. So he's trying to pull it free. And his friends are saying that it had actually swollen up like a real balloon. And, uh, you know, think about it. When a balloon reaches mm-hmm. mass capacity.
0: His penis blew up.
1: His, uh, yeah, his, his junk exploded. It just popped. So paramedics were called to the property, rushed the man to the hospital, uh, while several other parties had to be treated for shock at the sight of a dick exploding in front of their eyes wow they were probably pulling bits of penis out of their drinks for the rest of the night i
0: call it bs but that's hilarious yeah
1: i'm calling bs too so it's funny though because uh, i don't know why me and my wife ex- discovered all this this week but uh, i was making a joke because my son again who turned one he's still breastfeeding right and when you know women are breastfeeding if this if the babies don't drink they they engorge they fill up right because the milk continues to come in so it's very uncomfortable And I just made the joke to her. I'm like, so if they just fill up, are they going to explode? And her eyes get all big, and she pulls up her phone. I'm like, what did I get myself into? Like, of course she has a story. So I thought she's going to tell me, like, show me pictures of a woman's breasts exploding. But no, she, she handed me this story. So i figured what kind of podcast host would i be if i didn't share it with you so
0: the old helium trick
1: so anyway uh if you are drinking at a party and you spot a helium tank do not stick it in your urethra because that is a terrible idea it's probably fake but you are welcome i heard and, it's a good
0: trick but you can only do it once
1: yeah we need to come up with a name for the trick urethra Uretha. Anyway, so uh, let's go back to another four one one story. That's so that's the most extreme story I have. I promise the next ones are actually genuinely creepy, but I figured that would be a pretty good one to start off with. But uh, let's go back to some what David Pilates then dick jokes. Dick jokes. Ha
0: ha ha. Right, next story. It's going to be about a child. Uh, this one's going to be named Jerry Monkman. Monkman. Isn't that a cool last name?
1: I mean, it's pretty cool. Was he a uh-huh. monk?
0: Uh-huh. All right, in 1953, 11-year-old Jerry Monkman.
1: 53? Holy shit. We're going way back. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, He was considered a very frail child. He was skinnier than his peers and shorter, and he had a really bad case of asthma, which. uh, Asthma? (laughs) Asthma, which. (laughs) Is is asthma like asthma's terrible cousin? Shut up.
1: Asthma. You got to keep that.
0: Asthma. (laughs) Asthma. I got the asthma. Asthma. (laughs) and uh it the really, asthma of the ass was really smelly you know it'll help with some helium <laughs> so again you know asthma breathing conditions so it's really hard for him to do like physical activities but despite all that he loved going outside he loved hiking and he was a proud member of the boy scouts on april 25th jerry was really excited when he found out that his boy scout troop was offering a trip to the old rocky mountain foothills to go camping and hiking for the weekend. So
1: I have a. am fun- sorry to cut you off. I have a funny story,
0: though, about the Boy Scouts. So okay. I
1: didn't grow up religious. right? I grew up not religious at all. And... But is, I had a lot of... Is this a traumatic experience? No, friend? no. But I had a lot of neighbors who... <laughs> I had a lot of neighbors who di- were religious. And I had some friends in, in school that were. My friend in, in elementary uh, was a Boy Scout. And he wanted me to go on one of their camping trips. And I didn't know that Boy Scouts was linked to the church at the time. So, like... He came over, He's like, hey, we're going to, you want to go camping with us? And I was like, hell yeah, I want to go camping with you, not knowing it was a Boy Scout thing. And so my mom sat me down, I was like, you do realize it's like for the church, right? And I was like, what?
0: Hey, Hang on, hang on. So we got to reference what you mean by the church, because people outside of Utah That's are not going to understand Thank that you. reference. So go ahead.
1: So the the Mormon church, the LDS church.
0: So it's a very predominant uh, religion in Utah. It is, uh, yep. It's the Mormon church, right? So we might as well just say that. And that's what we refer to the church in, in, when people talk about the state because it's, yes. it's so prevalent here.
1: Thank you, Cleet. That's a good point. But I think they like to be called the Latter-day Saints now. I don't think Mormon is a term they prefer. I don't, don't fucking prefer. care. Either way, uh, yeah, so my friend was like, we're going to go camping. And it was, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but it was the most boring camping trip I've ever been on. Except someone did, literally, someone did shit in someone else's tent. That's probably <laughs> the best thing I've ever seen. Uh, was it an accident? No. <laughs> Like, the kid, I mean, the kid was odd. I I, I don't know who did it, but someone literally went into the woods, shit, picked it up and put it, like, next to his pillow. So when he climbed in, you just hear him scream. And then someone else pissed on the fire and it just stunk the whole time. So I'm like, there's a bunch of kids that are going to, you know, the Mormon church and someone's shitting each other's tent and pissing on the fire. So anyway, that's my story. Continue. Someone shit on his pillow not <laughs> on uh-uh, next to. Him. Oh there's man, there's some decency. He didn't like lay on shit. It was just next to it. But he's like, and I remember he was like, "That's human poop," because it was like a big log. Someone had been saving this for the camping trip.
0: You just saw one kid at the fire just eating as much as he could, looking pissed. <laughs> I'm a fucking. Shit I wondered on his why stuff. he was carrying
1: a be- can of beans the whole time. It's like, why do you look uncomfortable? Why don't you just poop? You're like, he's like shut up. I don't he's like, like pooping outside. He's got like veins in his neck, and his face is bright red. He's like, shut up. No, this was a this was a duker and he like threw it out of the tent he was so mad anyways i'm sorry for that but uh continue
0: so anyways uh (laughs) jerry jumps at this opportunity he's like yeah let's go camping i love hiking let's go jerry his troop and his troop leaders they all just pile into a van
1: it's always a van
0: windowless uh (laughs) windowless had a lot of
1: candy Oh no! and
0: And they make their way up the rocky mountains As soon as they get there, they go on this wickedly rugged hike up the Teton Canyons, and about an hour into their trip, one of the troop leaders turns around and Jerry is gone. Oh the troop leaders did not know how long he had been gone for, so they only searched for a couple of minutes. And then one of one of the troop leaders ran down the mountain trying to get some help. So soon the sheriff's department gets involved. And around 1,600 volunteers from the town came up and started to search for him. They all start to pour out onto the mountain, and they start combing across the area where he was last seen. And they want to just try to find him as quickly as possible. But several hours pass, and they can't find Jerry. There
1: is Jerry. Yeah,
0: I don't know, man. Uh, maybe Tom knows.
1: Oh, that was good. It's a yeah, Tom know, and right? Jerry joke, buddy.
0: Yeah. Anyways, so they have dogs up there, and the dogs are trying to find a scent of Jerry. And all of a sudden, one of the bloodhounds picks up his scent, right? And the dog just does a beeline and starts heading over in a certain direction. And everyone's like, all right, we're going to find this kid. You know, it's only going to be like maybe a couple of minutes. Well, that, that, that didn't happen. He's going to um, be surrounded
1: by cows.
0: Yeah. So th- this this dog goes six hours
1: Holy
0: shit. in one direction, like like straight north. six hours until it gets to uh wait for it a swamp ah yeah the cow swamp it stops right at the swamp like that's where the scent like ended okay um and this swamp was 12 miles away to where jerry had gone missing so the handlers are like dude this dog doesn't know what the hell he's doing i don't know maybe he got excited he went in the wrong direction and they give him back the scent of jerry they're like here you go sniff this dog just stays right where he is going in circles saying like this is this is where the scent is
1: the scent of jerry that's like a terrible knockoff candle (laughs) or or a bad scent of jerry or
0: a bad fragrance in the mall
1: (laughs) it's like those stupid commercials for fragrance
0: the scent of jerry so they're also confused they're like how has this dog followed the scent for 12 miles this kid has asthma this terrain is super rugged like I don't like Jerry couldn't have walked here. It's impossible, but they do feel obligated to search the area because the dog is confirming that this is where the scent is. And you're finding
1: a kid. You're, yeah. you're definitely obligated.
0: So they, they look there and they don't find anything and they're just like, okay, whatever they head back. Jerry's not found so again. The sun goes down next day happens. Um, you know, their parents are probably worried sick for Jerry, um, at 8 a.m. An eight-year-old boy named David is riding a horse about 30 miles away from where Jerry had gone missing. Jesus. 30 fucking miles. That's a lot of miles. And he happened to be looking over at the tree line, and a boy stumbles out of the tree line and waves at him. And so David goes over there, and it turns out it's Jerry Munkman. Jerry will just tell David that he needs to get back to his group. And David would be like, uh, what are you doing out here? Because like David knows like he's in a remote place. like right. He's on horseback. And Jerry just says, I don't know how I got here. I just need to get back to my group. Good God. <laughs> right? Um, so David asked him, well, how did you get here if you're with him yesterday? And all Jerry could say is he fell asleep under a tree and he didn't know. <laughs> okay. So when word got back to the searchers that they had found Jerry... And they'd found him thirty miles away. They couldn't believe it. The day, like, like literally, like this was just within a day time frame. And it, it's like uh, when you think about thirty miles, what they're talking about is thirty air miles, right? Like a fucking straight line. Yeah. But you know, we've all we live in Utah. It's fucking mountainous as shit. Like, uh, like you can't just walk in a straight line in the woods. Like they estimated that he traveled at least forty to fifty miles in the span of thirty <laughs>
1: hours no kids doing that dude
0: yeah like, it's crazy i couldn't do that so the police get there and they're like hey man like how did you, how'd you do this how'd you cover this distance in such a short amount of time and jerry would just say that he remembers sleeping under a tree then waking up and he could see animals poking their heads around <laughs> well Move. hang on he said he could see animals poking their heads from around different trees and they didn't know, and and he didn't know what kind of animals they were, but they were watching him as he slept, and he was worried that they were gonna hurt him. Is this like Narnia or some shit. I I dude, it's weird shit. But they didn't, but they didn't hurt him. He said he was able to just keep walking, and he would keep sleeping under these trees, and he kept seeing these animals, and they and he kept saying like, they never hurt me, they never hurt me. Okay. So investigators didn't know what to make out of this situation. They just thought, like, maybe he's in shock, and we'll keep asking him, like, questions at a different time. And their theory was, like, well, he must have been, like, abducted. Like, clearly no one, like, no freaking kid with asthma is going to be able to travel, like, 40 to 50 miles within a span of 30 hours.
1: Even a kid without asthma. I mean, a kid is not going 40 to 50 miles.
0: Yeah, but his story never changed. And it begs the question, even if there was somebody capable of – like moving an 11-year-old, that's how old he was, that amount of distance in sh- such a short amount of time, like like who could do that? Right. Like it's not like a road. Like it's not like some windowless van was sitting there by the trail. <laughs> they picked him up and drove him over he there. He just
1: fell asleep under a tree and then he woke up 50 miles away.
0: Like even like with modern technology, it would be a hard feat. And even if someone was like capable of lifting up an 11-year-old and running 30, 40 miles, even 50 miles, like why would they? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. But yeah, um, that's basically the whole story. What really kind of made me feel a little bit weird was just that animal story. Like, just these animals were looking at him from behind trees, and it's, it's freaked a me lot, out.
1: It's a lot more credible from a, an eleven-year-old than a two-year-old. But like the fact that he couldn't identify what animals they were is it is bizarre.
0: Yeah, very weird. Okay, awesome. You want to do your penis story?
1: No. Penis is done, yeah. dude.
0: Yeah, <clears>
1: butt <throat> story or something. Yeah, we're gonna have a, a vagina story now. Well,
0: he put gasoline in his butt and he lit it on fire. He thought, yeah, yeah.
1: Pumped the vagina full of radiation. <laughs> Glow green. A radiation. They, called it, they called it Shrekgina. A radiation rod. Right. Just stuck it up there. <laughs> uh, radiation rod. I love it. Okay. So awesome. That's uh, another good. She was drinking Pepsi out of the leader, aren't you? Diet. Have you heard of the Kaiken phone stalker?
0: Oh, wasn't that you? Oh, didn't you tell me about that? You were, like, oh. stalking someone
1: in Kaiken Doll? a family name you fuck? <laughs> Have you heard of them, Cleet?
0: Yeah, very aware of that story. Are you really? No.
1: Oh, fuck you then, dude. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, like, prank calls are... are crazy they have a spot in horror all the time like when a stranger
0: calls all that good stuff did you ever prank call as a kid god hell of a prank phone call it's
1: impossible to do it now i remember in elementary school they used to hand out those little booklets that had all your classmates name and their phone numbers yeah. on it yeah that's what i did call the girl that you like and you're like hi is
0: so and so there my babysitter had a voice changer they can change oh. your voice to an old man on a was landline your babysitter phone? hot i don't remember so then no yeah Anyways, I called my friend, and I changed my thing for to an old man. And, and I called my friend, and I was like, I need a cup of sugar, James. I'm going to come to your house, and you're going to give me a cup of sugar. And he was freaked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, how no do you way. know my name? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it was just so I'm gonna come to your house. What you're not gonna you, like it, but you can give me a cup of sugar.
1: What would you do? I'm like he's like, not again. You're like, wait, this is the first time I'm doing. this. I don't
0: even know if I told him I pranked him. Like later. all
1: the old guys in the neighborhood are calling him, and you just <laughs> tilted him over the edge.
0: I remember he just didn't say anything, but he didn't hang up. He's <laughs> just deep breathing.
1: But anyway, I mean, you can't do it now. There's just you can't. Everything's tracked. Well, it's I'm gonna prank fun.
0: phone call someone right now.
1: Do it. I dare you. So in 2007, the Kaikendall family was living in Fircrest, Washington, which is near Tacoma, when their daughter's phone randomly started sending messages on its own. It's just like, it's a rogue cell phone. Please. A ghost phone. Uh, 16-year-old Courtney said that the the phone would message her friends on its own free will. So she wasn't sending them, but her phone was. Um, a couple sources that I could find online, one of them said that they, they kept going to her friends, some of them were through their family, um, but... With the ones with the friends, it would just say one word and it was gay. That's all it said. Like, I mean, she wouldn't send texts like that. She's like, I wouldn't send that. And like her friends would message her, like, hey, why'd you send that? And she's like, well, I didn't. And so
0: she seems really insensitive. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> so I mean, her phone is just sending all these texts to her family and friends and she's not doing it. Um, at the time of the initial reporting, there are no claims as to what the message said. So this one, they're like, oh, we don't know what it said. But others are like, oh, it said gay. After the text a series of phone calls came from somebody with a scratchy voice. <laughs> it's like someone who's smoking a fuck ton of cigarettes like you three you years got ago. Marble <laughs> I need a cup of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> so the the number started coming from uh, a a number that was called restricted. So on the phone it just said restricted. So that's what they started to call this person was restricted. So <laughs> the number said restricted and you know, the calls kept coming through they would describe what the family was doing at that moment and even what they were wearing. So it was very specific phone calls. Like, hey, I like those purple pants. And they're like, what the fuck is this?
0: Purple pants, though?
1: You, uh, you have purple pants. So oh, yeah, know. I got
0: purple everything.
1: Yeah, purple. Your walls are purple. Yeah,
0: it's a big purple room. The red room? A red room.
1: Fifty shades of red, baby. Blood! <laughs> the neighbor, Andrea McKay, claimed that she was also a victim of restricted harassment. And she had a story that one day she was in her kitchen uh, cutting up limes. Right, She's just cutting limes, probably making a good old margarita, and Restricted called her up and said, I like lemons better.
0: Like, oh, what wow. would you do, bro? I'd be like, where are you at? I'll make you one, but I have a gun in the <laughs> other hand. It's like, well, I have a lemon. Would you prefer I cut a lemon? Does that turn you on there, buddy boy? No, I'd just go grab my gun. And I'd continue. Like, with my right hand, I'd have my gun. and I'd hold the lemon, and I'd be cutting the lemon with my left hand. Oh, okay like come in here sounds like you, you a lemon
1: you've thought about this yeah, yeah. like you even had the hands of which you would be holding the gun and cutting the lemon we
0: well, gotta have the gun the right hand because that's my dominant hand
1: well not everyone's right-handed bro
0: yeah i talking about me specifically well that's very selfish
1: just reminds me of the movie scream like what's your favorite scary movie
0: Be like my gun
1: my gun's my favorite scary movie
0: motherfucker bitch. come in here
1: Cutting lemons in your purple You imagine, pants. like,
0: Scream 5, and he, like, walks in the room and just gets shot, and it's, like, the end. People in the movie theater are pissed.
1: If you spent money on it, but now everything's coming to HBO Max, you're good. Watch it for free. Okay, so, I mean, up until this point, the, you know, Restricted is just saying stupid shit, like, Oh, I like lemons, and I like what you're wearing. But, you know, eventually the family got sick of it, so when you have a prank call, and it's just getting progressively worse, you call the police, Right. So they called the police and, you know, they showed the cops their phones. They're saying, hey, they're calling on each other. The cops really couldn't do anything until the, you know, phones actually started doing what they were doing. But they were claiming that the ringtones would change themselves. They would turn themselves on because they started turning their own phones off. Like, we're going to stop the calls from happening. So the, the police are investigating it, the Furcrest police. They attempted to trace the calls, but they continue to go back to the family's own phones.
0: Uh-oh, somebody's in the, in the house roll babysitter story
1: right the weird part is that this would happen when their phones were even turned off
0: yeah because they'd get up and turn them back on from the basement
1: but like no like so like they would show the cops like hey my phone's turned off and they would still get a call on another phone from the phone that's turned off like how the fuck does that happen
0: spoofing
1: obviously something's being hacked here so it's all fun and games whatever that i think the police at this point are like well you know stop fucking around it's coming for your own phones so things started to escalate where uh, you know the scratchy, voice-restricted gentleman uh, went from juvenile pranks to serious threats in a very short period of time. So now it's getting real. So now I think you'd grab your gun and start cutting limbs with your right and hand. I
0: grab my gun. No, oh, sorry, left hand. I'd shoot the lemon in half.
1: <laughs> in your purple pants.
0: In my purple pants. Because I'm so, a pimp.
1: <laughs> so Heather Keikendahl, uh claimed that they would say things like, hey, you're going to die, we hate you we're gonna murder you uh when and things like that over the phone i mean you you might not be like yeah it's real but you get a little nervous like you're home alone your phone rings i hate you i'm gonna murder you the family also reported that calls would come at all hours threatening to murder everyone that they knew including their pets now that's just fucked up
0: don't murder pets it's like I'm gonna fucking kill your cat her name's buddha she has a name
1: like who says that bro the most terrifying call came during the day to the McKays, another family being harassed by, you know, restricted, so it's the neighbor. They claim that while their kids were in school, the voice called and told them that there was going to be a school shooting. No. Like, that's a very serious thing, because as a parent, you're calling the school right away saying, hey, I just got an anonymous tip. There's going to be a school shooting. Lock this shit down. Unfortunately, there's been way too many school shootings. Uh, it's, it's unclear. It wasn't reported on whether or not the family followed up or tried to contact the school. Uh, but a member, a member of the McKay family, told him that the level of fear went from "this is a pain" to uncontrolled fear and anxiety. Wow! So this thing is just getting crazy. So the families all claim that after making, you know, several, you know, series of death threats against him, the restricted calls seemed to exist solely to make them paranoid. So nothing's being followed up on. It's all just trying to freak them out. Now nothing's happening. Nothing's out of the ordinary. Um, they would tell them that they were wearing what they were doing, so they're like, okay, obviously they can see what we're doing. The family would claim that some of the calls didn't feature the scratchy voice, but rather a playback of a private conversation between members. Neat. So yeah, just at this point, it's just it's just a mindfuck at this point.
0: You just need to buy everyone the family guns.
1: Yeah, one of the recordings that they had uh, that they had sent in was a, a conversation between one of the family members and a private detective. Oh, yeah. So it's like, we know you're talking to the police, dumb shit. We can still see you. You're wearing pink pants today, bro.
0: Purple pants, pink pants.
1: So the Kike and family said, you know, we're done with this shit. We're just going to change our cell phone numbers. But did you think that that really did you think that that would work?
0: Oh, of course. Of course.
1: 100%. Story over. Not. They can't Cancel your calls. phone plans. Right. Just go without phones. <laughs> Who needs a phone anymore? Just
0: go back to USPS and then we'll get angry letters. Like, right. hey, I saw you grab the mail yesterday. <laughs> oh my god. Did you see how much my bill was for electricity? Fucking criminal. They sent me weird letters.
1: They contacted me about my car's extended warranty. It's about <laughs> to expire. I can't fucking believe it. Should I call back? So, all over the country at this point in time, 2007, cybercrime's a big deal. Law enforcement's trying to figure out what it is. How do they stop it? At the time of the case, the police told ABC News that if the caller was actually harassing the family and not conducting a hoax, the person was violating multiple federal laws. However, the Furcrest Police Department admitted that uh, they were in the weeds for the actual investigation. Um, they didn't know, you know who was doing this, what was going on. They couldn't figure it out because all the calls were coming from inside the home. Like, what the hell do you do at that point? And they were like, hey, we're dumbfounded. We've never seen anything like this. So the local police department had had enough. They're like, they don't know how to solve this. So they reach out to the Department of Homeland Security. They call in the big boys, the big swole boys. Damn. And so they looked at 16-year-old Courtney Kaikendal as a suspect.
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. A little teenage drama.
1: I mean, hey, some of the rumors here that she just wanted fame and infamy being on you know, TV.
0: Wasn't this like uh, an episode in The Secret Life of an American Teenager?
1: So the crest detective noted that at this point, we're not saying it's someone inside the family, but it's someone that's close enough to know that much about them. It seems like it's someone who's tied up into the group, a family member, a friend, or an enemy, which is a very roundabout way of saying that the caller is someone who knows the family very closely. So it is likely that the culprit was never caught uh, after detailing a lengthy police investigation, swapping out phones, installing a security system in the home, the Kuyken Dolls must have figured out who was stalking them, right? Yeah. Yeah, you would think. But no one seems to know. Just kind of ends there. That's where the story dies.
0: Cause it got heat and the daughters stopped doing it.
1: They're like, hey, we think you're a suspect, and then
0: everything stopped. It stops. It's really weird. Huh.
1: So it's a it's a head scratcher right there. The entire story just seems to have evaporated after its first reporting. The Kuyken Dolls and other impacted families have kept their social media presence low. So it was like a neighborhood thing, like, hey guys. Can't talk about this anymore. They're, they're on to us. We're done. So they just completely went off the radar. If there was ever a harasser, he or she was not likely caught since it was really never reported after that.
0: Damn.
1: So there you go. That's the Kaikendal family uh, phone hoax. Was it the family? Was it a stalker? Let us know what you think. All right. All right. So that should just about wrap us up. Uh, got some pretty cool 411 calls,
0: uh, an inflatable penis. You know, I'd like to think... That the person harassing them was the ghost of the man who died that had the inflatable penis.
1: Well, he didn't die, bro. Oh, damn it. He lived. I mean, yeah. If if it's in fact true. If he in fact, you know
0: So he just doesn't have a dick?
1: Yeah. I mean, if he plugged his pee pee hole with you know, with a bunch of helium and it exploded, he's he's just got a pelvic bone left. Like, I just Thinking about that at a party, someone shoves a helium tank in their dick, I'm out. I'm like, that's it. I'm yeah. done. I'm, go- I'm going home. Have you ever
0: been at a party where you're just like, I'm out?
1: <laughs> I can't say that I have.
0: Yeah, I, I All I right. <laughs> <laughs> That's very convincing there, Cleet. But uh, anyway,
1: yeah, so uh, thank you again, everyone, for tuning in week after week to enter the abyss. Uh, I think next week we probably will have another episode. I'm going out of town. Um, So it'll be two weeks that you'll see another episode. But then after that, we're going to be right on track every week, getting some new content going. And I think this year we're going to start doing some sponsorships. Fingers crossed, advertisements, all that good stuff.
0: Anyways, post your suggestions for what we should cover in the future at entertheabysspod at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for entering the abyss. Until next time.